Welcome to the True North Collective Podcast. True North metaphorically means your true center. If you follow Christ, then your true north is the direction that leads you to the heart of God. This podcast is about navigating through youth ministry, culture, parenting, dating, marriage, and all that life has to offer. Navigating through those topics in the direction that lands at the heart of God. And now for your host of True North. What up? That's right. We in this thing. Thank you so much for lending me your ears, your heart, and your mind. This is the True North Podcast. So a lot has happened. Let's catch up on some irrelevant news. All right, so let's get into it. There is a video that has broke the internet. Um, it's become a meme. America is giving America another reason to laugh at the church. It is uh, the video of the live stream of Paula White Kane, Pastor Paula White Kane, um, holding a prayer meeting and praying uh, for the angels uh, that were commissioned in Africa. I, I'm not making this up. You can Google it yourself. You can TikTok it, YouTube it, uh, pancake it. I don't know. It, trust me, it's everywhere. But she was uh, praying and calling the angels that were assigned to Africa to come to America and uh, and um, increase the votes so Trump could be reelected into office. Not making it up, bruh. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Mandalorian season two has started and it is fire. It is so good. If you have not watched it, please go check it out. If you haven't watched season one, definitely check out season one and take it from me. I used to not be a Star Wars fan. So I watched the Mandalorian before I watched any Star Wars movies. I know people that hear that. They're like, what, dude? I mean, I'd seen the newer stuff because I went and took my sister to the theater because she's a Star Wars fan. I just wasn't feeling it. I liked Rogue One. That was good. But um, so, but because I liked the Mandalorian, that encouraged me to start from the very beginning, and I watched the entire Star Wars saga of all the movies and found that they are good. But Mandalorian is the best, in my opinion. So definitely check out season one. Definitely check out season two. Uh, it is great. All right. So I don't know if you heard this, but there is a new law that will increase the minimum wage to $15 per hour by January 1st, 2022 uh, for employers with 26 or more employees. For employees with 25 or fewer employees, the minimum wage will reach $15 per hour by January uh, or actually, excuse me, beginning July 1st, 2023. The minimum wage rate will be uh, indexed to inflation based on the consumer price index. So long story short, minimum wage is going up. And when I was a kid, and, or when I first started a job, so when I was in high school, and our uh, minimum wage was like uh, 525. I remember that. 525. Yes, dating myself. But anyways, so, and I remember when it raised, we all were like, whoa. And nobody told me about, in order for minimum wage to raise up, or to raise, uh, that means cost of living has to go up. So where we live, me and my little family, we already live in a place where the cost of living is doubled. So I'm a little nervous about this. But anyways, pray for me. Pray for my strength of the Lord. I'll pray for you, saints. I will pray for your strength of the Lord. Last but not least, actually, I still got two more things. All right, so the very popular game Among Us, it is addicting. All right, if you do not know what Among Us is, Among Us is an online multiplayer uh, social deduction game developed and published by 
um, American Game Studio. Uh, the game takes place in a spaceship. You're traveling through the galaxy, and there's two teams um, that you get assigned to. You can be um, a crewmate, or you can be an imposter. So most of the time, you're a crewmate. Um, and a predetermined number um, by the algorithm in the game determines people, uh, it, it selects people as imposters. So the imposters are, are tr going around trying to kill crewmates um, one by one without getting noticed. Crewmates can call emergency meetings to figure out who the imposters are and vote them off one by one. So it's very fun. I love playing it. My students love playing it. Um, in fact, I even made a sermon um, out of it last in our last youth service. It was really good. They connected with it. So maybe I should do it again. I don't know. All right. And last but not least, this is hilarious. All right. The best reality show of all time. Yes, you are is currently the most dramatic season of The Bachelorette. <laughs> I do not like The Bachelor. Don't like The Bachelorette. My wife and her mom, they love watching. My grandmother watches it. It's so weird. But the reason I laugh, I, I wish I was I wish I had watched uh, I was watching this current season because spoiler alert, I'm I'm letting you know now I'm about to spoil the season. So if you haven't, if you're currently watching it and you don't know what's about to happen, stop right now and fast forward if you know, if you if you don't know. But spoiler alert, the bachelorette, she walked off the show, bruh. She ran out with a guy. She's like, I'm picking you, we done. Like they they still had they still had a ton of episodes to go. I would have loved to see that live. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. But yeah, so if you haven't watched it, definitely check it out because that's hilarious. And that is your irrelevant news. All right, so let's get into it. There's a lot I want to talk about, but obviously we are now post election. So one of the things uh, that uh, I do um, try to steer away from is politics because I do not want to influence you politically. I want to influence you spiritually. That is my goal. My goal is to influence you spiritually, maybe emotionally, maybe physically, maybe mentally, maybe financially. But at the end of the day, it's driven by the spirit. It's led by the spirit. Spirit led, right? So I was definitely guilty. Um, Post-election, November 3rd, I was definitely guilty of pulling out my phone and um, checking the, the, the map, you know, checking the stats, the counts, um, and not just once, but like, you know, uh, very often, you know, trying to see, trying to predict, um, listening to all the different, it's funny how everybody has... Um, a uh, makeshift degree in political science. So everybody is giving their opinion on uh, it's going to sway this way. This state's going to vote this way. Uh, this state's going to be blue. This state's going to be red. This state's going. You know, it's, this this state has had a history of being da da da. So it's, it's just crazy. So I was definitely guilty of that. But I want to talk about as um, Jesus followers, as the church, we have been driving the wrong way. All right. You ever been on a road trip? You know, you're traveling somewhere you've never been before. You're trusting Siri. Um, you know, I'm so glad I was not a adult in the 90s. I was a little kid in the 90s. So glad I was I was an adult because uh, you had to use roadmaps. Um, I remember as in, when I was in middle school, uh, MapQuest came on the scene. So my, my mom, she would type in wherever we was going, print out the directions, and uh, we followed that. But have you ever been somewhere 
and literally uh, you find yourself you're 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 driving, you're trying to follow Siri, and something happens to where you miss a turn, you miss an exit, you miss a street, and then you are driving the wrong way. Now, yes, Siri will recalculate for you in most instances. But still, you have to make the decision to follow those new directions to get back on the right path. As Jesus followers, as the church, we have been driving the wrong way, especially with uh, how we have handled this election, how we have handled the office of the president. Uh, But we have been driving the wrong way because the election, unfortunately, the election has been influencing the church when all actuality the church should be focused on influencing the world. And when we do that, we influence the election. What do you mean, Lindsay? Well, listen, the, the election has influenced the church. Like, I, uh, people, people uh, refuse to, to do unified prayer in the church when it comes to praying for the president. Why? Because they don't like the president. Whether it's president-elect or... Uh, current president or former president. So literally Christians are refusing to pray, are refusing to give heaven permission to do what God does best, all because of their feelings, all because of how they feel about certain presidential candidates. I'm going to say that one more time. The election has been influencing the church. When in all actuality, the church should be focused on influencing the world. See, if you follow Jesus, all right, if you follow, if you're listening to this and you follow Jesus, then you are obligated to pray for those who are in authority. Paul says it best. He says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4, he says this. Most of all, I'm writing to encourage you to pray with gratitude to God. So be grateful about praying to God. Pray for all men who uh, pray for all men with all forms of prayers and request as you intercede with intense passion. So like, we haven't even got to the pray for uh, authority people. He's just saying at, when you pray, pray with intense passion. When you intercede for them, pray with intense passion. So therefore, the whole God bless, uh, bless President Trump, bless, you know, former President Obama. Amen. No, God, uh, you know what, just uh, don't let Biden screw up. Jesus' name, amen. No, no, Paul is saying pray with intense passion. Therefore, pray like your life depended on it. Pray as if you was praying for your own, your own child. Verse 2, and pray for every political leader and representative so that we would be able to live tranquil, undisturbed lives as we worship the all-inspiring God with pure hearts. It is pleasing to our Savior God to pray for them. Now, see, I'd, I had heard the political, the, the pray for people in authority scripture, but verse 3, I'd, I do not remember reading. So when I saw this, I was like, ah, I felt like that one was for me. Because not only is Paul, not only is God saying to us through Paul to pray for people in authority, then he co-signs it with verse 3, Oh, and by the way, it's pleasing to me for you to pray for these people in authority. It's like a parent telling their child to go clean your room. Hey, go clean your room. Why? Because I want your room clean. It pleases me for your room to be clean. 
That's, that's, that's what's going on in verses two and three. God is literally saying through Paul, pray for people in authority. Why? Because it pleases me to do it. It pleases me when you pray for people in authority. This is, this is my good will. So, if you are not praying, watch this, and I'm talking to myself too. If you are not intense praying for people in authority, whether that's the president, whether that's the government, whether that's um, school teachers, principals, ooh, better yet, hot topic, police. Mm, Lindsay, don't do it. I did. I just did. If you are not praying for people in authority, let me, let me, before I, before I drop the hammer, as my son would say, Remember, praying for people in authority, that is God's will. So if you are not praying for people in authority, you are not following God's will. Let that marinate. Hey, listen, that hits me too. That hits me too. The opposite of godliness is ungodliness. If you are walking in the desires of your flesh, you are walking in ungodliness. If you do not desire to pray for people in authority and you act on not praying for people in authority, you are acting and walking in ungodliness. In Romans chapter 8, one of my favorite chapters in the New Testament. Romans chapter 8, verses 29 through 30. I'm going to read this in the Passion Translation. God says through the Apostle Paul to us, he says, For he, for God knew all about us before we were born, and he destined us from the beginning to share the likeness of his son. This means the son, Jesus, is the oldest among a vast family of brothers and sisters who will become just like him. That's you and I. God is saying we was destined before the world began to become like Jesus, to share his righteousness, to share his glory. Verse 30, having determined our destiny ahead of time, he called us to himself and transferred his perfect righteousness to everyone he called. And those who possess his perfect righteousness, he co-glorified with his son. Let me reread verse 30. Having determined our destiny ahead of time. Now, what's so crazy about this is there's no clause within those two verses that says, you know what? God determined your destiny ahead of time. He determined that he was going to give you the same righteousness as his son, the same glory as his son, only if there is a Republican in the White House. I, I, I don't see that anywhere in the scripture. Not even in the good old King James Version. He doesn't say that he's going to transfer, uh, transfer his righteousness onto you. He's not going to give you the same glory as, as Jesus if there's a Democrat in the White House. I, do, I don't see those clauses. So guess what? If those clauses aren't in there, that means that your future, your calling, your purpose, your ministry, your life, you being a parent, you being a spouse, you being the greatest employee at your job, you being the best employer, you being an entrepreneur, you being a community shaper, a community shifter, a good uh, servant, a good minister to the world. It 
That means all those things are not dependent on the White House. They are not dependent on the election, pre, current, or post. That means you have the power within you to shape your world. And not be hindered, not be held up, not be handcuffed by what the news media is saying. Not be handcuffed by who's in the office or who's in the White House. What's crazy is we didn't even read verse 31, but to paraphrase it, it's the famous line when God tells Paul to tell us, he says, so what can separate you from the love of God? Tell me, what uh, can, can a Democrat in office separate you from the love of God? Can a Republican in office separate you from the love of God? Can, a, can, can, can the birthday party, the independent party, Kanye, Kanye 2020, can, can, can that separate you from the love of God? I didn't think so. So stop acting like it does. Talking to myself too. Start acting like you have the power to change the world. Start acting like you have the same righteousness as the one who rose from the grave with all power in his hand. Start acting like that this is the perfect time for the church to be the church. Start acting like our Savior Jesus Christ will one day return for us. So therefore, we have nothing to worry about. Lindsay, how can you say that? It's hard for me to say that because financially, our finances, me and my little family, our finances aren't the greatest. We stress and worry every day. But at the end of the day, we have hope knowing that we will be rescued by God. And if we don't live to see that day, at the end of the day, we will spend eternity with Jesus. Lindsay, that doesn't line, with my, line up with my eschatology beliefs. I'm not here to debate you on eschatology. I'm here to encourage you and remind you that you are above this election, pre, current, and post. You're above this 2020 Republican, Democrat, independent, birthday party, whatever. You're above it. We just read that God determined our destiny ahead of time. So therefore, the, the, this was just a sideshow. Your purpose, it's still, it's still active. Get to it. Get to it. Thank you so much for tuning in to True North. We hope you'll join us again next time.